I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our long national nightmare is over. It's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Andy Robinson, and Pete Donaldson. This week, the Activision Blizzard saga is over, and Mario and Spider-Man 2 duke it out. But first, how are we doing, folks? Pete, how are you? I'm good. I, in tribute to the um, VGC podcast, a uh, video game podcast, uh, I've got myself an energy drink. Uh, which you don't normally have. Uh, <laughs> Me too, I, brother. I'm very much a, very much a they've coffee got to, They've got to have, like, ma- all got to have ma- masculine names, haven't they? Dark Thunder. Dark Thunder. Zero Blast. This is, I mean, this is Zero Blast. I it mean, doesn't that, even make is... any sense. No Blast. No. no a Blast really of nothing. It's very much an Aldi speciality produced for the Aldi Stores Limited. So, uh, mm. uh, you know, a storm is coming. What's the point in being fearless if you can't show it? You must live your life without limits and scream about it from the rooftops. No, the mountaintops. Um, that sounds like something you... Like, it's almost Japan-English, isn't it? It's uh, it sounds it's, like it's been Google Translated. Yeah, great stuff. Lovely. I'll have to really uh, I'll have to try that out. I consider myself an energy drink connoisseur. Bit Remember that wee boy, the chicken connoisseur? Is he still kicking up all? <laughs> I'm the energy drink equivalent of that. What a legend. Uh, I'm, I think, I think I'm, he got cancelled. Oh, I God. Said, I, think, <laughs> I think he had a friend who might have been problematic in the being put inside kind of problematic. Oh. Uh, well, we'll try and get him on the podcast for next week. Yeah. I'm, I'm partaking in the much less masculine but equally delicious Ultra Peachy Keen. Because you know me, peachy I'm Ultra keen. Peachy Keen. Lovely, um, Jordan. Do I need Fantastic. to get involved in this energy drink? Oh, definitely. World? I've just, I've got like a water. No. Water is the beta's energy drink. Everyone knows that. <laughs> you need to get involved yeah. in some luminous. Uh, to be fair, I do, I do feel like I need an energy drink. I had a, had a cheeky midweek curry last night. Mm-hmm. Which is why my <clears throat> my voice is rather coarse. Mm, right, it's, it's not the curry red. though, is it? It's the it's the singer beer or the uh, the, the yeah the, the, the cobra the, the, the cobra. cobra yeah cobra. I like singer. That's a good beer. Mm, mm. Classic. Um, are you a, you a very hot curry man, Andy, or do you try and uh, um, relax it? Do you know what I think? Some curries are they are like the energy drink, like the monster. No <laughs> offense to them. Oh, there are other brands available. Um, the zero blast equivalent of uh, curries where they're just hot to make you feel like a man. Yeah. Like yeah. the Vindaloo is Your not flavor. a tasty curry. It mm. just tastes like hot. So you need to find like a nice middle ground, right? I think What's I had like... Um, What's wrong with a nice Danzac? Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah. Mm. I don't yeah, mind a gel frazy, but it's a bit... A gel frazy is a bit, um, a bit chilly-y for me. You know, like I want it hot, right. but I don't want it to be hot because you've chucked some chilies in it. Yeah. You know, I want the sauce to be hot. That's so lazy you just turned cooking. up the dif- you just turned up the difficulty level without even adding any different AI. You've just shoved more monsters in a room. Yeah. A large. Yeah. You've not made the chili hot, the, the curry hotter. You've just put mm. hot things in it. 
<laughs> I am a chicken chasney and a cheese nan man. First story this week: Microsoft has officially completed its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Hey, pull down the, the cord. The balloons are flying, <laughs> confetti everywhere, and completing uh, the game industries and Microsoft's biggest deal ever. The Xbox maker has taken ownership of the major console and PG- PC franchises, including Call of Duty, Warcraft, and Diablo. It's also established a major presence in the mobile gaming scene with the addition of Candy Crush maker King. Other developers joining the Xbox studios are Infinity Ward, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Treyarch, Toys for Bob, Beanox, and High Moon Studios. Quote, As one team, we'll learn, innovate, and continue to deliver on our promise to bring the joint community of gaming to more people, said Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer. We'll do this in a culture that strives to empower everyone to do their best work, but all people are welcome and is centred on our ongoing commitment to game of gaming for everyone um andy before we go on how relieved are you that the story that never ended is now almost just about done quite relieved yes (laughs) i'm relieved that i don't have to uh to write about this anymore but we probably will be writing about it for years to come won't we um yeah it's it's nice nice to have this behind us so that i don't have to dig through court documents um on this particular <laughs> subject um anymore uh, and we can all go back to um and stop pretending to be legal experts now mm-hmm. um as the average man on the discord server um has been doing for the last uh, 18 months <laughs> we can resume with our lives and xbox fans can now pretend to be huge fans of uh, call of duty and <laughs> Yeah. And King, usually, Candy Crush, yeah. King, our King, yeah. yeah. They, they, usually, yeah, they when 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 you get taken over by a bigger company, it's you know you're worried about layoffs and stuff like this. In this case, I'd just take a take a back seat and not worry about it, to be honest, because you won't be released. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know about that. If I, if I was, yeah. if I was Bethesda, I mean, we've we've been saying this for a while. If I was Bethesda's publishing team, mm. I'd be. I wouldn't be you know uh you yeah. know resting on my laurels right now because let's no. be honest or even xbox's publishing team because if you like who's better at selling video games out yeah. of those three the call of yeah? duty people well there's not much it's not much room for debate is there yeah. so who's going to be are you going to have the xbox guys selling call of duty i mean i know that they're <laughs> technically they run separately but how long does that happen like it just for me you put the Activision guys in charge of that right yeah, like they are a a well-oiled machine, and Xbox is absolutely not a well-oiled machine. Mm. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how that works out culturally. Like culturally, the, it's quite it's a bit of a clash, right? Those two things. Like this is Activision's a very is like a a corporate juggernaut shaped by the necessities of the market, right? Mm-hmm. They have like fired and and you know uh, and plundered until their studios are these. Uh, the this this conveyor belt of annual hits that have uh you know the the most current hip-hop music on their trailers uh you know the the most trending tiktok videos and they immediately resonate with their audience and they sell a bajillion copies every year suddenly they're now within this platform uh in an environment where they don't have to do that hmm. oh you don't have to guess what you're not all getting fired if call of duty is not a smash hit this year you don't have to um, turn this Modern Warfare 2 DLC into a numbered box sequel, allegedly, you know, which is what has allegedly happened this year. It's it's the pressure in from that respect is somewhat off. So I'd be very interested to see how that shakes out, right? 
because yeah. whether we like it or not, um, a lot of Activision's Activision games in particular, I mean, obviously they've, we've, they've had a problematic couple of years, which has been annoyingly kind of brushed under the carpet um, in terms of their work culture. But a lot of their hits have been shaped by that fact, by that, you know, that fire underneath them. And you know what? There's not a, there's not a great history of um, big, um, you know, uh, independent developers, you know, uh, being swallowed up and then, you know, things going on to be better, is there? Mm. I mean, my personal bet, if you put a gun to my head, I honestly think um, we're going to look back in 10 years at the whole kerfuffle around how important Call of Duty is and laugh because I can't see it under these conditions, Call of Duty, you know, getting better. Yeah. There's like a weird uh, vibe that people still think Call of Duty is the Call of Duty of the late 2010s where it was the biggest thing in the world is the midnight launches it was all that stuff and it just doesn't seem to have that like quite that staying power anymore well i mean obviously for, um in terms of commercially it does i mean it's still the biggest selling game of the year yeah but but vibe certainly wise. i mean you know this because you're you're a call of duty player i'm a call of duty player player within the community they've not been happy for a couple of years now yeah in terms of the 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 quality of the game i mean they, they can be vocally negative right they've been very good but there's certainly been, I'd say three of the last four or, or two of the last four have been poor games. Mm, you know, mm. that, again, I guess contradicting myself, that have come out of that circumstance where they've had to pump them out, right? Like a Cold Cold War was not a great game. Um, that was allegedly thrown together um, because of problems at Sledgehammer, I think. Um, you know, this Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 3... Is it was is allegedly was DLC that they've they've kind of um, you know kind of uh, patched together into a box product. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll might be wrong. Maybe you know going to having the pressure off and being able for them being able to kind of focus on a two year release cycle or something like that for a year release cycle would be the best thing that ever happened. You're saying make Call of Duty great again. That's what I'm hearing. You've got it, it does it does it does feel like that, doesn't it? The community have been. Uh, like there's been some um, angst in the community around the game for a little while now. I'd say a couple of years. Um, even like you see, like a lot of the top influencers of players as well are getting a bit bored. I think there's definitely a space for someone to come and do something in that mm-hmm. area. Is it just kind of like map diversity or weaponry or how? Because for me, Modern Warfare has always felt like quite a simple game in in the whole yeah. kind of first person. I mean, obviously, Battle Royale was the, was the kick kick up the ass that it needed, right? But you know, everyone played that game every night during the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, you know, probably the quality of that game has not really gone up hugely since then. People have not been very happy with the maps they've introduced um, on Warzone. Um, I mean, there's certainly, there's there's room now, you know full well, uh, there's a ticking clock. PlayStation have got this game for 10 years uh, minimum. It, it, if I was them, I'd be going out now and chucking money at Battlefield, um, which is, I, I fully expect them to do that. We even, we had a conversation with uh, Vince Ampella, um, who's now in charge of Battlefield, Mr. Respawn, Mr. Ironically, Mr. Call, Ex-Call of Duty, who invented, you know, kind of created Call of Duty, um we we kind of put that to him going oh yeah if we were sony we'd chuck money at you and he he was like i wouldn't be against that um, <laughs> yeah. so watch this space 
that seems to be a good end for kind of Battlefield to come back. There's Pete, just on your point about Call of Duty being a kind of a basic, simple game, I think that was kind of the beauty of it back in the day, especially mm. if we're going from the modern Call of Duty era, it's really Call of Duty 4. Um, when online multiplayer and like ranking up your weapons and all that stuff, it was it was brilliant and the gameplay was pretty simple. There was a an a percentage of a percentage that could do things like 360 no scopes and all this fancy stuff but now if you watch how they revealed modern warfare 3's multiplayer it was all like top tier streamers so the way they're playing the game is they're sliding around every map and they're like jumping and dive canceling and it barely looks like call of duty anymore and that is the kind of direction they've gone in um it's all kind of and, and Andy knows this as well from all of our Warzone conversations. It became this zero-sum game of, as soon as the new update's out, what is the OP weapon? What are the two overpowered weapons that you use? And then you see everyone using it for three months until they fix it. Like, it's, it just becomes the same thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you remember that one Christmas um, <laughs> where they went away for Christmas? Yeah. And there was that overpowered <laughs> gun. What was it? It was not like a light machine gun that just had like no recoil. It was a, it was a sni- the sniper. No, it was a sniper. What was it called? It was DMR or something. It was like a DMR, something like that. It was pandemic Christmas. They went, all the development team went away for Christmas. And this like um, kind of sniper, like it's kind of like a semi-auto sniper. Oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. so overpowered that every, like I remember, like I just wanted to play Warzone over Christmas with my mates. And we just stopped because it was unplayable because <laughs> the development team's gone away for christmas so there's no one there to like make a hot fix or, or anything and everyone's using this pissing like machine gun sniper yeah you it know, was the the corner, dead walk around the corner dead and it's it's just it's it removed some you'd think that something like battle royale would promote variety because like oh i want to play like a long distance i want to be like a sniper or i want to get mm. like close-up combat but you would but it's, go- it's like fifa right they do it on purpose yeah they change well, the meta on purpose definitely um and it would just be nice to be able to like drop into warzone and not have to watch like a 10 minute video beforehand and be like okay here's the gun you have to read uh, vgc's uh, handy guides i'd love to not have to do vgc <laughs> but I, I, I am in fact cursed um speaking of activision blizzard um the the big boss phil spencer also said today we start work to bring beloved activision blizzard and king franchises to game pass and other platforms we'll share more about when you can expect to play these games in the coming months we know you're excited and we are to pete donaldson do they go out and do weird licensing deals to get the weird old movie activision games on or is it all just tat that they still have the the rights to we said this last week, Pitfall. It's just Pitfall. Yeah. They're going to bring Pitfall back in a big way. We had, I think, a, a redo somewhere in the late 90s, I want to say, mm. uh, in three, 3D, or I may have just confused that with a, an old PC game called Montezuma's Revenge. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think they'll just bring Pitfall back. We are gagging for a new Pitfall game. That's what we need. The people want Pitfall. Yeah, it's, it's weird because you, you think... I always thought that the big hype moment would be they put out an infographic like or one of the wee JPEGs on Twitter that's like, here's all the Call of Duty games. But if they do that, they've not really got much else to put on that they that they actually own. Um, Because they're not going to... I suppose they have the remakes of like Spyro and the remakes of Crash and, and things like mm. this, but they're not going to go into the kind of the deep well, Activision catalogue. Well, you just sort of feel that whatever Activision does, they'll do it in a weird way. Do you see this week that um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the, the redo of that? Um, the Steam Deck is the only place where you can have an offline mode. <laughs> it's oh, really? Sort of yeah, they've sort of like, they've released it. 
Um, they've, really, they've released an update for the Steam Deck, I believe, um, that just gives the Steam Deck offline mode, whereas those on uh, PC versions of Steam uh, doesn't get that opportunity. It's just absolutely insane stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, ex- extremely strange. And plus, mm. I mean, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is fantastic, but see if you've got a Steam Deck. See if you want to play some Tony Hawk games. Not that difficult. No, that's difficult. Steam, Steam that difficult. makes it very easy for you to go and play some of those old Tony Hawk games. Um, <laughs> enjoyed uh, greatly. Andy, how did how did they roll out the Activision stuff? Did they do it in dribs and drabs? Did they do it in one big fell swoop? How did they, or how do they? How do they? A fell swoop. Um, well, I don't know if you if you believe uh, the word of of um, Mr. Spencer then nothing's really going to happen until 2024, right? Mm. Um, he says, I'm, I'd be surprised if that's the case. Like, I mean, you remember Bethesda, they kind of lobbed like a ton of old games on a Game Pass. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they've not done that. Um, he he said in his, um, his uh, uh, highly, um, you know, Paxman-like Xbox mm. official podcast interview, <laughs> um that uh he, he that because of the the long kind of regulatory process and all that stuff that like how long this has taken that oh yeah we haven't been able to plan for this which i think is bullshit yeah um i'd be surprised if if some stuff i mean yeah, that's weird right i don't know maybe like the the licensing is not as simple as you think with a lot of their back catalog especially like you think of some of the games like spider-man games things like that well that's probably an issue yeah, I don't. Um, th- I don't think they get that stuff. I, I think they get like a lot of these studios' older games were published by like Vivendi or something like that, right? Because yeah. Activision mm-hmm. merged with Vivendi, um, so maybe it's a bit of a mess. Phil wanted to uh, resurrect um, Hexen, which I was a big fan of back in the day. Do you remember that? Talk uh, about talk about sure. niche. Come on, <laughs> that's that's a big license for Activision. Honestly, oh, but there's someone who runs a website, you know, that makes money based on views, right? I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't write, is not I wouldn't write about Hexen. Right? Okay, fair. I think... don't think we've even covered him saying he wants to bring back Hexen. That's how, <laughs> that's how much faith I have in the popularity of Hexen. I'm going to take two weeks off like to I've heard the word Hexen. Hexen about five times in the last sentence. All right, so yeah. it sounds like everyone's talking about Hexen, John. All right. I've heard that too. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the, the, the hot baggers that uh, are yeah. coming out in 2024. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, and people are just going to say that we hate Xbox and God bless you. But um, a friend of the site, Alex Donaldson, pointed out that when people were making these like fake Xbox Smash Brothers uh, lineups of like all the characters that Xbox now owns, they're still right. like dick all compared to like Nintendo's like output. And it's just... it's. It's a weird situation. I feel like <laughs> when you when you bought Bethesda, you got tons and tons of games, and I think when you buy Activision, you get like a couple of huge franchises. But the actual number of games that they still have the the rights. Oh yeah, you got to keep in mind. I mean, Blizzard, Blizzard's the Blizzard King are the the bigger deal. I mean, Activision's only been doing Call of Duty for a yeah. while now. Hmm. That's all they've been doing. I mean, I remember um, talking to the PR team there, like in years past, and they just had like when Destiny went. When Destiny <laughs> left Activision, they had nothing to do. Yeah. Like, it was just Call of Duty, and that's it. Sat about, wait for November, Call of Duty for three yeah. months, and then do... I mean, obviously, nothing. I'm I'm being frivolous there. I'm sure they had things to do. Yeah. If you're well, listening, Activision PR team. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay Declan Rice. Um, story number two. Gollum Redeemed, new $50 <laughs> King Kong game is called A Complete Scam. A new King Kong game has gone viral due to unusually poor graphics, with one player labelling it a complete 
scam. Skull Island Rise of Kong was released for consoles and PC on Tuesday and quickly filled social media with videos highlighting the shoddy presentation, which at certain points appears to be incomplete. I think that's been charitable. It certainly is incomplete. One clip, (laughs) which has been viewed over 30,000 times on Twitter, shows a cutscene in which the developer appears to have inserted a static image in place of an incomplete animation. Now, let me paint you a word picture if you've not seen this. Um, Kong comes into a clearing. There's a dinosaur there. Camera goes to Kong. He goes, oh. Camera goes to the dinosaur. Instead of the dinosaur animating, like, snapping jaws, it is just a still picture of snapping jaws. And then it goes back to Kong, and Kong's like, oh. It is it's stunning. It is. I can't believe it shipped i'm i'm so happy for it i'm almost considering buying it myself i i i hate i'm definitely not team uh kong uh Uh or or even king kong or aja kong the wrestler from japan Mm. um i uh i believe that photograph was um necessary because it was a memory from a photograph kong had seen before or something so i think that that is a legitimate <laughs> use of the photograph. Uh, but let's just say, Jordan, uh, the actual uh, 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 um, uh, displaying of it is a, is a little less so, if you know what I mean. It, I mean, it looks like a honking pile of shit, and I'm very enjoying it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, Jordan Midler, VGC here. Um, <laughs> why is Kong looking at pictures? Why is Kong like looking at pictures of dinosaurs and then going, "Oh, that's that one." He just until jump at until Jordan, I download that game. I am completely in the dark. But is King Kong even a license anymore? Does this count no. as like a, a, a one of those kind of like Xbox 360 kind of tie-in games when? King Kong, presumably, anyone can release a King Kong game these days. I know Chewitt's probably had to spend a load of money in the 80s <laughs> to do their character, but presumably that character is so long, you may as well just be basing it on an old fairy tale or something. I'm um, I'm just browsing the mostly negative uh, Steam reviews. <laughs> um, there's some bangers in here. So the developer's called um, Iguana Bee. Mm-hmm. Like, so Iguana yeah. and a bee. Um, Iguana Bee Games, more like Iguana Bee rid of this game from my Steam library. <laughs> oh, I mean, the movement, John, of, of said Kong, it just looks like there's just no movement or fluidity or any, it just, it doesn't even look like an asset flip. It looks like they've spent time to make it look bad and play bad, which is a real achievement. Review yeah. number two, I will <laughs> never be as brave as the people who thought this acceptable enough to release. <laughs> someone else says harambe harambe died for this <laughs> it looks like one of those things you see on tiktok where it's like all these licensed characters that have been ripped out of a game and just put like all the models have been ripped Plugged out and in, put yeah. in gta online or something like that you have to expect like mr beast to walk out and like the simpsons like it's very <laughs> it's, it's just amazing the fact that i mean god bless them they're trying to charge 45 quid for it however playstation mm. plus members they do get a 25 percent discount so the new playstation discount. plus was ultimately worth it I'm going um, to play this game. I've decided. Yeah. I, well, this is how they get you, isn't it? They do it so badly, you ironically have to play it. I don't know, man. It's 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 uh, it, the, we're we're being tricked, and we are happy to be tricked because it looks so charmingly bad. It was published by Game Mill Entertainment. Um, what an apt name. Yeah. Uh, according <laughs> to the website, Game Mill has a proven track record of leveraging the equity equity of some of the world's most beloved brands (laughs) and working with developers. Fucking hell, think of like someone came up with that phrase, (laughs) leveraging the equity. Like you're really like uh, endearing me to your uh, game publisher by telling me you're... Dark Thunder can. (laughs) 
<laughs> so game I knew this game mill um this this game mill reminded me of something. They apparently recently put out uh, an avatar game that was terrible, but they also put out mm. seminal terrible game Big Rigs Over the Road Racing which um giant bomb fans among us will remember is the game where um your truck only could go backwards none of the buildings had any collision <laughs> yeah, the game the the game didn't uh, have a top speed so if you just held forward your truck would just go infinitely quickly until the game crashed um, they're also the, the creators of nickelodeon all-stars brawl and nickelodeon all-stars brawl too so we look forward to another uh, game mill banger um, Andy, when you were when you were on the mags back in the 360 days, and I remember this from going into my local game shop like every two days, it felt like shit was just getting put out constantly. Were you were you forever getting stuff on your desk? Well, like, see, more, more before published? that, that's, you've you got to go back to like PS2 days when the mm. shit was get, getting put out left, mm. right, and center. Um, the HD era killed it off basically because um, you know you think about how many developers closed during that era, independent developers. They were killed off because the stakes got too high. When the HD era came in, um, the costs spiraled, you know, which they're still doing now. Um, for PS2, you could put out, a, you know, an original game from an independent studio for a couple of million, and then suddenly those costs were tens of millions. Um, you know, you were only a haze away from your studio closing, you know, which is what happened to Free Radical. Um, so that's why you stop seeing those games because people stop taking risks. Did you not think that um, uh, some of the th- when it got to the HD era, it just became the same game, but everything was a bit greasier. Exactly, yeah. there's just a lot more hairs to it and stuff like that. I remember the video game um, that had really easy achievements. Lost the video game. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, that terrible tie-in. Um, one of the very few video games I've actually finished, just because apparently it was it was really easy. <laughs> yeah, to there do were two stuff. guys at Three Sixty Mag, including our own Chris Scullion, who would play anything. If the um <laughs> if the the achievements were yep. achievements are easy. easy to get, I was exactly the same. Yeah, I played the the Green Lantern game, uh, the Ryan Reynolds uh, vehicle to get the platinum nice. trophy. I I was just this was i mean I, I i blame greg miller for this but every week on his old ign podcast he'd be like okay here's the games this week that you can you can buy and complete in like three hours and i was buying <laughs> games in the morning getting the platinum and then taking them back to my local game center god rest it and just being like yeah i've, I've finished it now can i just can i just to the point where they were you know how at, at game shops they have all the discs and little plastic sleeves behind the mm. the desk to stop people it's from that, basically like just that your them. pile <laughs> no they would literally be like if it's pre-owned and you can get it back to us within a couple of days just take it and you don't need to pay for it like just swap out <laughs> games constantly and that's how i ended up playing like everything from that generation because they're like we're sick of seeing you just take games and go away did you um, ever play um prison break the conspiracy which is a game that i played um mainly because i look a little bit like teabag from prison break um so it's nice <laughs> to have a bit of representation as uh I think he's a convicted sex offender in the film. I've never really watched Prison Break, to be honest, but I've certainly played the video game. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> you've never ended up in a game, Pete. It feels like no. you, you would just have been scanned for... You look like an L.A. Noir ruffian. Like you look <laughs> like, like you should be telling scam. lies in L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah, or, or selling something illegal in, in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I think I, I did a couple of voices for a couple of... Um, like, the Germans are still really into graphic adventures. So I did mm. a, uh, a voice for Zach McCracken 2, um, that it was basically it's a fan game, uh, and also uh, Journey Down or something. I, I, I did also did a voice for a another point and click. It was 
you know, beautifully done. A kind of like um, like an African themed, uh, I believe, uh, uh, point and click adventure. I played a sailor, and I, I'm, I was bad at it. I was terrible at it, so I never pursued it to be honest. But uh, yeah, the um, one of my favorite um, games that are down this kind of like attack is uh, uh, Deadliest Catch: uh, Alaskan Storm. Uh, which is relatively recent. Um, uh-huh. I, it's worth hunting out because it is the dullest tie-in game I have ever experienced in my life. You have to spend hours looking at crabs, turning them over, looking at what sex they are, popping them back, <laughs> upgrading your boy basket, um, so to speak. Um, uh, and then and then you just spend hours on docks just pushing trolleys around and making sure you're... Your, your 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 ship's got enough resources, and it's it's just. If I wanted to look at crab testicles, even I don't know whether they have testicles, I would just go down the you know down the shops. But go down the local crab really, shop. <laughs> it's down the old crab shop. It's really atrocious stuff. Deadliest catch, Alaskan storm. Well worth watching at least a playthrough because it's mm. uh, it's so tedious. I spent eighty quid on a PS4 copy of Duck Dynasty, so I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, that was an Activision game. That's an Activision banger. Yeah. Get that on Game well, there Pass. You go. Um, and sure and I was... speak as being the voice of one of the Discovery Channel uh, subsidiaries as well. Oh, are so you? <laughs> we're always play- every show on Dmax is just someone's building a cabin off grid and they've got to move a latrine. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that's all that happens on those shows. Bless them. Uh, <laughs> Golem redeemed indeed. Uh, just finally speaking on uh, German point and clicks and stuff like that. When I went to the Delic for Golem on a, on a press trip that was um, somewhat apocalyptic in retrospect entire studio like their their bread and butter was those kind of uh mm. point and click games their studio was covered head to toe in like fan art and they're like yeah people like they don't do much business outside of like uh like mainland europe but they're so so popular here it's like that's yeah weird I, I, but, but some, some, some um developers break out from that mold don't they and then find that their uh best laid plans are <laughs> a bit more difficult than doing yeah. the old point and clicks yeah speaking <laughs> of best laid plans the Van Gogh Museum pulls Pokemon promo cards due to safety and security concerns. Last month, Pokemon Company was forced to apologise after scalpers appeared to spoil a planned collaboration with the museum, which saw a line of unique Pokemon Van Gogh merch made available. When the items were first made available, social media videos showed huge crowds swarming the museum, snatching up items with claims that many people had bragged about plans to resell the items for profit. The special Pikachu promo card... Pikachu with grey felt hat was giving to customers for free after purchasing <laughs> any item and quickly appeared for sale in large numbers on auction sites for over $500. On Friday, the Van Gogh Museum confirmed it would no longer be giving away the card due to safety concerns. Quote, the Van Gogh Museum and the Pokemon Company International take the safety and security of visitors and staff very seriously. Recently, a small group of individuals created an undesirable situation that has led us to take the difficult decision to remove the Pikachu with grey felt hat promo card from the museum. (laughs) (laughs) In this way, visitors will be able to experience the special collection of Pokemon paintings in the rest of the museum in a safe and enjoyable manner. (laughs) My my favourite, you'll be be seeing this in Mirror, guys, uh, but my favourite quote about about this uh, card um, was on Twitter. Uh, whereas Pikachu with the grey felt hat from the Van Gogh uh, Museum collab is here. Cards like this with an artistic value way on the mere uh, printed cardboard is the reason why I love collecting. 
Mm. <laughs> oh, he fat belly. He's got a wee fat belly. He does got a wee fat belly. Um, oh dear! Another opportunity to obtain Pikachu with grey felt hat promo will be soon made available. This story is now out of date because the opportunity has come and gone. Um, <laughs> so this is where I diverge. I was on the Pokemon Center uh, website as one does, uh, looking at stuff for my girlfriend's birthday. I happened to be online two minutes after the Pikachu with grey felt hat was dropped unannounced on the Pokemon Center. If you've spent mm. 30 quid on trading card pro- uh, products, you got one for free. I ended up with two. Jordan Riddler oh. of VGC has beaten the scalpers, has beaten the Pokemon company once again. How much are you going to sell it for? Zero, <laughs> zero pounds and zero pence. Because one of them's Deal. from me, one of them's from a partner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does it, um, does it have, have an artistic value way beyond the mere printed cardboard, Jordan? Does it, it, it does. does it, has, it, has, it has a wee fat belly, so that is that's the, artistic, that's the artistic it's, value that what I, I like. What I like about that gift is, uh, Jordan, because like when I buy something that I know is more valuable than my partner knows it's valuable, it's a, it's a fool's errand because she's never going <laughs> to respect it. But at least your, 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 your partner knows that these things are intrinsically valuable. Oh yeah, we were watching all the the vlogs of like people going to the Van Gogh Museum, like mispronouncing every single name and being like, "Yeah, I've left with fifty cards, like brilliant stuff." I was like buying them off people as they were coming out of the museum and stuff like that. Um, it's this this was meant to run until January. The they, they well, Pokemon to, Company yeah, is so bad at this, right? Yeah, they're so bad at it. I mean, this this keeps happening, doesn't it? You'd think that the company that like every three months they're releasing new limited trading card product and like it's not you if you want to get the new cards the week or the weeks they come out they print tons of them so it's usually okay but it's whenever they do these limited collaborations they usually print about 10 percent of what's actually needed like this right, is it happens, it happens again and again like the the london pop-up shops yeah. where the queues were literally around the building and were closed at, at, by 9 a.m every day and they'd always sell out of the only thing that everyone wanted, the, the special plush. <laughs> um, you know, the Pokemon World thing in London last week, uh, last year, where I took my kids on the Saturday and I had a... I, I literally, you can hold it up, Jordan, because I do not give a shit. <laughs> like, two is it, shits. Is it, is it, what um, is it? But not beefy, like a Tower of London guard. Uh, uh, beef eater, beef eater Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, so I went I went to the Pokemon World thing at London last year and I had, like, press, you know, press access to the store. So you go straight in. There's just nothing left. Like, mm. I was even asking, asking like, the PRs, like, have you got, like, any plushies for my kids, please? They're like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. And it's mad because, like... like how I... do they not know? Yeah. Of course they know. You, Especially you for now. You cannot... No sane person can uh, really believe that they don't know. Yeah. That, mm. that, that it is, you know, which then it becomes, like, a little bit malicious, doesn't it? That... that Surely they're engineering this, and they're, they're the not incentivized to sort it out. Um, I think it should be called out more because instances like this, you know, when people are like brawling, you know, to get these cards, mm. that's down to them. They're not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You know, we're going to stick a limited edition card in this museum. That's designed for. It's not designed for like Black Friday scrums. <laughs> it's designed for orderly queues, right? Um, oh, what's going to happen? Whoops! Yeah. It's like a it's like a tiny little bespoke shop for little old Dutch ladies to walk about and buy like postcards. <laughs> and there's these massive guys, like, and they're like thousand pound air drop. I wish I was there. I'd love to be part of one of those fights because I think I would do very well in them. But the 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 issue for me was like 
a lot of the P- the Van Gogh stuff was like nice, like they released like a nice Pikachu statue and stuff like that, and people mm. were just buying it, not wanting the actual thing. They just wanted the card, like they just wanted to get the the Van Gogh card. So I think the the solution was print it into oblivion so that it's worthless. Like print like millions and millions of copies of this card and just give it to everyone with every promotion, or do it in a way that like I watched the videos of the first day. There was no like separate area for people that wanted the pokemon stuff it was just next to like books of van gogh shit it was like here's a table of pokemon stuff and of course it was like chaos it's i, I think this is art though i think this is what van gogh would have wanted you know <laughs> yeah just kinda, people ripping you know, each other's off, ears off everyone off their face on him absent pull each other's ears <laughs> off yeah to get out the cards lovely all i know is the next time they announce uh the next time they announce like a promo card i think i should be sent as a as a vice style journalist with a camera person and like a flak jacket being like i'm yeah. I'm here in the middle of it and just getting like, <laughs> like a, a european away day yeah stone island <laughs> uh, i've got a van gogh away <laughs> wearing all black um when we come back after the break a couple more stories and then big andy robinson has been playing that hot new mario see you in a minute hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And we are back. Analog's next console will play Nintendo 64 games in 4K. All two of them you still want to play. Launching in 2024, <laughs> the Analog 3D will play 64 games in 4K resolution. It will also support original display modes with, quote, reference quality recreations of specific model CRTs and PMVs. What's a PMV, Andy? You have any idea on what a CRT no is? No idea. Uh, what? A PMV? PMV. PVM? Oh pvm Polyvinyl. yeah polyvinyl monkey <laughs> a polyvinyl so, monkey yeah that's what i think so it the is. collector's collector's figurine is <laughs> <laughs> art it comes with a promo, promo card and um, this is uh fancy expensive n64 that plays games in 4k and upscales them looks all nice Andy, have you been? Do you have these analogs? Did you have like the the, the Nest no, one and the no. GBA one? Do you, know, and do you know what? I was very tempted to get the um, the pocket, but I wouldn't use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't use it. So you know, like they do the FOMO thing, right? Well, they, they're very good at that. They're the definition of FOMO analogs. It seems that they um, have hired some people from the Pokemon company, <laughs> and they make about four units um, for each version, which sell out like less, you know, faster than you can actually get to them. Um, I'm pretty sure the they did like some see-through ones or something, and it was like it was the old scalper PS5 bullshit pandemic bullshit, you know, where right. they sold out before it went on the page. 
Yeah. Because clearly scalpers use bots that find the products and buy them all up. And so, yeah, I can't wait to not be able to buy this um, N64. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I mean, this is, yeah, this has got sell out in, you know, 0.10 seconds written all over it. There's definitely a space for like the definite kind of like experience in, in with each console, I think. Oh, 100%. Say, because, 100%. because there's just so much kind of like soldier boy style drop shipping of every kind of retro experience going so i i do find these sort of products quite alluring because you oh, know, i'm looking, fact, I'm looking you are getting everything you you, you mm. know you're looking forward to the, the 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 definite experience but um especially from this era right this era yeah. is uh is the one <clears throat> excuse me the, the analog ceo about here doesn't it yeah the analog ceo um talks a bit about this because obviously scaling pixel graphics to 4k mm. is fairly straightforward yeah. You make the pixels bigger, right? Whereas early 3D is very, very tough to emulate mm. properly. I mean, you've seen even Nintendo's official emulation on, on Switch Online. Um, yeah, you know, excuse frequent, me, those yeah. games are, um, I've got all kinds of problems, mm. you know, like frame rate issues or missing graphical effects and, and stuff like that. The mist. So the, <clears> the, mist. the way that they reverse engineer, like the, the actual console and have it run from hardware you know, emulating mm. the exact same, you know, the, the, the original hardware rather than emulation. I mean, they've made some tall statements. I mean, they said this week that basically it's it's either buy an original N64 or this. That's it. Yeah. There's no other I mean, option. It, yeah, the, the CEO, and, and, and you quoted uh, them in their, in their article, Andy, it just really made me laugh because he, he's clearly already exhausted. Yeah, he's like well up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's clearly sort of going, I know what environment we're working in and I know you're all perverts. So for me, it's either you buy this or you buy an N64 and a CRT. I think there, I think there was some, story. Uh, some swear words in there There were well. some swear words. But if, if, like, uh, to, your, to your point um for like your options if you want to go and play those games these days they're really like minimal basically mm. like i think i've got some sort of like upscaler thing um i'm sure i have this like but it's they're all like the solutions are not great mm. like i'm pretty sure the the among the community like the retro community the de facto like the definitive uh, solution for playing n64 in hd you know, with HDMI is like an actual quite expensive mod where you have to mm. open the machine and get your soldering gun out and stuff like that. Yeah. And that there's no like, there's no acceptably great like off the shelf plugin solution. I don't think, um, especially not at 4K. So no, I mean, they, they can't even get like I think there was an Xbox original um, doohickey this week that converted a component to HDMI and. You know, this is supposed to be the great white hope for 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 um for, for getting this stuff on 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 um new tellies and stuff. But it was very much um it was just too dark. Like they made everything really dark, and it's like, did you not test this on loads of different systems? But yeah, um, and everyone was really upset about that. I do I do watch a lot of like um retro YouTubers talking about the best way to get signals out of their original hardware and it's always way more complicated than than, than it yeah. should be in twenty twenty three. It's your dad fanning about with a car. Like it's is mm. it's it's just that. It is the. I mean, I, I I do find that interesting, but like, I I was looking at the the pocket as well <clears throat> for reasons that will become clear next year. But the it's very expensive for something that I'm like they've not started releasing them in the generation that I have a lot of an at- attachment to yet. If they do like yeah. an analog PlayStation Two, like I will bite your hand off for that. Like that will be I'll, I'll be right in there. But also. I can 
Right. It's just us. But I can play a lot of PS2 games on this computer very easily. Mm. And they are mm. already in 4K and they look pretty good. So mm. Yeah, it's just it's just for the, for this particular like generation, this thing's gonna sell tons. I mean, you even have to look at the Goldeneye re-release recently. It's pretty ropey. Um, like really ropey. And um again, like you played like Ocarina of Time and stuff on um on Switch Online. It's like missing like basic what you'd think of basic graphical effects like fog. Yeah, you know, which mm. drastically changes the the tone of the scene and the gameplay, um, but but it's incredibly complex to emulate these games, and you'd have to do it on a game by game basis. So if they deliver what they promise, this thing's going to just fly off of their their metaphorical shelves. Um, mm. All the options they say it has as well, like being able to unlock the frame rate and you know change certain graphical effects. I'm well up for it. I wonder if people will be happy about it. Speaking of. <laughs> wonder <laughs> final point this week super mario bros wonder is out tomorrow if you're listening to this on thursday the first new 2d mario and god knows how long we have mr mario himself um whose uh, lovely children broke the embargo to nintendo staff at egx i was heartily laughing at that tweet first of all andy uh, are your kids still in nintendo jail and second of all how <laughs> is super mario brothers wonder it is wonderful uh end of sentence that's it um <laughs> okay thanks it's, it's, it's really it's, it's uh yeah it's, it's wicked it's brilliant like i mean this week you've basically you've got to go and buy spider-man you've got to go and buy mario i mm. think they probably complement each other nicely especially with one of them being on a handheld yeah it's, it's brilliant like i mean if you're you know if you're ever a fan of of the original mario games this is easily the best one since yoshi's island um so you're going back like 30 years basically um it's it's the first time they've really tried to do something new um with the formula i mean i was never a fan of the the new super mario brothers games they're very sterile you know very tightly attached to the original formula it just felt they felt played out and stale right especially by uh new super mario brothers u which was the last one that came out 11 years ago for wii u at, at launch they used the same mechanics the same ideas they just felt like games that you'd played and then they put in a multiplayer mode, which was just made you angry, you know, plonking <laughs> four players in a screen designed for one and with collision and you're bouncing over the place. Like it just, it wasn't great. I mean, I, I like some of the 3DS ones uh, or, or was there only one 3DS one? The, the second one, uh, New Super Overs 2. I'm guessing that might be the only 3DS one. Um, I liked that. But again, it was a, a very um, derivative of the original formula. So this game is, um, it's a younger team. It's uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's it approaches um uh, the the kind of the side-scrolling Mario formula from a point of view of how do we make this resonate to an audience today who might not have played those games, and it's um it's yeah it feels fresh. It's uh, I'm not surprised at all to see that the director of um Mario a lot of the modern 3D Mario's uh, 3D World and Galaxy Two that he's involved in this because it's mm. just absolutely stuffed full of ideas. You know, it's like a, a toy box where the way they designed those 3D games is they would come up, everyone would come up with ideas and they just put post-it notes on the wall. Yeah. And um, allegedly for this one, they did the same and they had like 2,000 post-it notes on the wall and they whittle <laughs> them down. And that's what the levels feel like. It feels like, you know, 3D World, Galaxy, where you'll start a level, it'll introduce a mechanic and then it throws it away as quickly as it was introduced. 
Mm. Um, it's like a, a quick fire conveyor belt of imagination, basically, um, which is powered by those wonder effects, which is the the key the key kind of um, idea behind this game. There's a power up in each um, world that kind of transforms it. Like it's like it, it would be a surprise challenge or or something like that. So it makes the the levels kind of almost power ups in themselves. Like so, you all get turned into big inflatable balloons, and suddenly you're like you're floating up on the screen, you know, trying to go through this obstacle course, or you'll turn into rolling spiky balls, and it turns into like a you know almost like a racing game, smashing through walls and stuff. It's um, it's it's really really great. It looks beautiful. The art direction is is amazing. The music's wonderful as well. Um, it's probably the biggest jump they've made on that front in, in thirty years. Um, is it's like so stuff full of personality. I think the development team said that they've invested more in animation for this game than they they usually do. It's like you know just little things like Mario will kind of go for a pipe and then he'll he'll jump back out to like grab his hat that's fallen off and you know enemies will kind of like you scream as you squish their mates and you know or, or or get get really frustrated as they fall into a gap you know and go to sleep and it's uh, yeah it's it's a brilliant brilliant game. It, it it really it's the first like I didn't mind the new Super Mario Brothers um platformer uh, like side scrolling platformers but I've always been more of a three D person and the the this is the this first feels one. like this feels like a side scrolling Mario game made by the guys who made the three D games yeah. that's what I thought yeah like this like the, the the stuff that they work the expansive kind of nature and the interesting kind of stuff they you know New Donk City being a good example of something that they'd never done in in Mario before presumably that has given them that scope to um demonstrate that um fans of this series will go with you wherever you choose to take the the players and coming yeah. back to my point on multiplayer as well like that's low key like one of the best features of this game as well um you know local multiplayer not only is that a hell of a lot better just by the fact they've turned off collision you know kind mm. of players like go through each other so you can play your game um, you know, without smashing all over the place because some knobs jumped in front of you. Yeah. Um, but they've kind of like they've Dark Souls it up, so you'll see other players like spirits in your game. <laughs> um, oh, nice! You know, kind of going about their their, and you can leave little standees like these little cardboard cutouts. You collect like different ones, but you just you can press down an X and you'll drop a standee. So the idea behind them is that you can revive there. If you die in a game and there's another player near you you can float your little ghost over to their their spirit and you'll revive. Or if you could do the same with a standee. But just like Dark Souls, you know, when people leave the notes, they people in my playthrough, people were leaving standees to leave hints. Like they'll leave them on a top of invisible blocks or on oh, top nice. of like the solution to puzzles. And you're like, oh shit, you're giving me a hint. <laughs> like come over here, you know, come solve this. Like, oh, there's a secret path over here. You'll see someone standee on it. Um, and it like there were like proper clutch moments, you know, where I'm on a you know super hard level. Like some of the the levels towards the end are pretty. It's not overall. It's not a hard game, but there are some hard levels. And um, like where I've died right at the last minute, but then someone revives me, and oh, and then just the last minute you get to the flagpole, and then you both go down together. Like if, if you interact like that, they'll kind of like be at the flagpole with you, and you'll go down together. Um, so it, like really elevates the experience, definitely. Hmm. Well, you can check out our Super Mario Brothers Wonder review on the website. Um, another big game this week, Spider-Man 2, a game so big we've given it its own podcast. So go and check that out. It is in this podcast feed earlier in the week. Myself, Stacey Henley, Laura Kate Dale, and Ewan Moore chatted all about it. Andy, you finished it? How, how far are you in the No, I've not finished it. 
I'd say I'm about halfway through, but it's it's uh, it's another brilliant game, right? Like just from the perspective of someone who didn't really click with the first two, like I probably played them for like you know less than ten hours each. Yeah. Um, but it's not really my open world games these days. Like very easy to scare me off. Like you know, go and make your own fun. I don't want to do that. But, <laughs> you make me my fun. But Spider Man Two does fun. a great job of uh, of funneling you towards the great stuff. Yeah. You know, cool. it's it is like a again, like it's just a conveyor belt of brilliant set pieces. But you, mm. at any point, you can just stop and go and do your own thing, and it's it's gorgeous. The writing's great. Um, I loved it. Or I'm loving it. Mm. It's it's awesome. fantastic. Um, PED. If you had seventy British pounds, which of these two would you go for this weekend? Um, I'm a little bit like Andy. Uh, Open worlds do scare me off, but then. <laughs> If Super Mario Brothers, the new one, had um, a mechanic where you could zoom out and then zoom in somewhere else in the world and it'd go as quickly as um, Spider-Man. That's just so, magic. My God, that doesn't that's make sense. Good. Yeah, that's it's the- <laughs> so. I don't know how. Even like, like people don't respect development enough, um, and they don't respect um, people knowing that technology enough. But that is an astonishing achievement. How quickly that goes on the stock PS5. Also, Good Lord. the most wasted bit of technology in the game because I didn't fast travel once. Because why would you? <laughs> you like swinging. You like swinging around. It's true. And, uh, it's true. Why would you fast travel in that game? Yeah. yeah. Other than to see that in action and be like, surely that doesn't. Work like that. I bet there was tons of people with review copies like us that when that tweet went viral, the, the footage of it were like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Because why would you do it? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic game. Go and check out all of our Spider-Man coverage. Um, I asked on Twitter for people's favourite spin-off Marios because that's got me thinking uh, based off of Wonder. My favourite is always the Mario Golf games and I think the best of them is the 3DS one World Tour. Uh, we got some a lot of responses for um, quite obviously the, the Mario RPG games which people are super into. Those, uh, is, it, is that Mario RPG remake this year, Andy? Is that it's coming is that, out next month, mate? Is it? Jesus, yeah. Oh god, it never no, ends. No. It never ends. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, which uh, was a, a Wii classic. I feel like everyone who had a Wii had Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. That, that's that's the only um, press tour I ever went on. Not oh really? To get to Gamescom on that one. Thanks, <laughs> thanks that game. <laughs> um, we also have shows. Mario's Mario's missing. Anyone remember? Oh that? yeah, Mario's yeah. missing. Mario teaches that typing. Was a weird game. Peep- People need to just pee or get off the pot and play a little bit of Hotel Mario on the CDI. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> a disgusting title. Where Mario talks like this all the way through. As he should. He's, he's an Italian American. He's an Italian American, yeah. Um, Makes sense. According to some reviews, he's a, a light skinned Italian American. Look that up on Twitter if you want to lose your mind. Uh, Greg Jones <laughs> uh, hits out with NES Open Tournament, uh, which is a. He says it's the only game his parents would attempt to play. Is that, that's, that's, is that the first Mario Golf? It must be NES Open Tournament. Mm. Um, uh, I don't think it is a Mario, technically a Mario Golf game. I think they put him on a box. Yeah, he's there. And he's he's, he's USA attire. He's yeah. Mr. America attire. Shocking. Looks Absolutely like Cody shocking. Rhodes. Um, <laughs> and Mario Strikers Charge. The, the, the GameCube Mario Strikers game was brilliant. The Switch mm. version was so, so, so disappointing. Like... Uh, it just lost everything that was like... I don't think it sold well at all as well, especially yeah. by Nintendo standards. So I don't think we'll be seeing another one of those for a, a long time. Yeah. I miss sort of like soccer games that aren't licensed. I miss like 
Well, got, Gianni and Fantino. No, there's a there's a there's a, there's a Lego <laughs> yeah. one coming allegedly. Yeah. Is there? Oh, lovely. Yeah, two K, two K. I don't think it's announced, but two K are working on. Heard, heard good a Lego about Captain Subasa based on the yeah. anime. The the weird thing about the two K Lego football game is there are physical products for like a Lego two K football game that people have in their hand and they're still like, mm, don't know. <laughs> that could be the, that could be to do with anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Funny old world we'll be back next week um i mean probably by next week i mean we're not playing it yet but next friday alan week two comes out so hopefully we'll be able to talk to you about it by then Mm. um and other bits and pieces you can check out our youtube and tiktok lots of good stuff on there tiktok vgc underscore news just search youtube for vgc and ignore all the pokemon crap you can send comments questions and concerns to podcast at video games chronicle dot com you can follow us all on x lots of good stuff on x at jordan midler at andy underscore vgc and at pete donaldson we'd like to thank the great grant kirkhope who by the way my twitter feed this week has just been filled with him and uh david from yeah he's left, the, he's left the house mate yeah, <laughs> yeah he's left the house he was in i was uh, i saw him in london last week and then he he's gone straight to milan <laughs> Uh, to go and see his uh, his Ubisoft friends, yeah, and uh, now I think he's in Belgium for like a, a, a music awards thing. Lads on tour. Um, yeah. thank him for the VGC podcast theme, which he refused to play live um, at EGX, which I don't appreciate. But no wonder people were protesting. Until next week, say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Andy. See ya. Go and check out our Spider-Man 2 podcast and all that good stuff, and we'll see you next week. VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.